This time on Matters. I don't know the difference between Romania and Hungary. It's called Hungary. Yup. Karate Dracula is waiting. Rolodex. All this and more on this exciting episode of Matters. His name is Matt. His name is Matt. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Welcome to Matters, where two guys named Matt talk about what matters to them. I'm Matt Noss. Across from me is Matt Rose. How you doing, Matty? A sweet I'm wooing off the yawns. I'm. <laughs> this is this is like a solid month. No yawns. I don't I know how I'm it. pulling it yeah. off because I, I wake up earlier and earlier every day. We did that reverse Pavlov's dog, <laughs> and now my soothing voice just brings on the woos. Because <sighs> that's been happening on transmissions too now. I'm very proud instead of, of us. just instead of just me shaking my head and you guys being like, like we can't hear your we disappointment. I <laughs> <laughs> do, man. Oh God, why? Why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> I escaped He Man. I can't escape this. How's your week going? <laughs> uh, it's 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 good. Um, you know, I hate leaving work after I haven't solved the problem mm. and with my job there's tons of problems for me to solve and i'll think like oh this will take me like two hours and then it takes me the whole day to solve the problem i was a minute before i left i solved the problem and i was like get the fuck out now <laughs> before <laughs> anything else can happen like you gotta take the w it's, it's like that scene in uh an airplane where Lloyd Bridges is walking into the airport and people keep coming up to him and he was just like, punch, punch. You know, <laughs> that about, was that was me trying to get out of the office. Jeans today. for Jesus, punch. How about Buddha? <laughs> Karate kick. Matt, we're very fortunate today because sitting across from us at the table, you may know him from the Dragon Army at Go Comedy Improv Theater. The All-Star Showdown at Go Comedy Improv Theater. And this coming Thursday, May 31st, you can see the closing night of Guess Who's Coming to Puppet Street. Please welcome our guest, Mike Magiar! Hello, you guys. Uh, hey! Hello. Happy to be here. We need to talk about it right off the bat. Okay. We had your delightful girl- girlfriend, Leah. Mm-hmm. Leah Gibbard. We had your delight for Gorf. We had your delightful Gorn. Not Gorn. It's a lizard monster. Come on, Matt. I said Gord. You, that's not better. Yeah. This is, this is, not, we just not better? We keep spiraling down. Well, we had a delightful Forn. At least, at least your you delightful girlfriend on the show. I'm just going to edit it right to that part. No, you are not. You are correct. (laughs) You had your delightful girlfriend, Leah Gibbard, on the show. It has to be about six, seven weeks ago now. That sounds about right. Easily. Um, Jeez, I'm not even sure if it was that recent. I thought it it was right right around February. She was the one. Oh, right, because my daughter wasn't even born yet. Yeah, so that yeah. would and be. She had just won the contest. She had won the contest for the uh, snow days thing, snow day marathon. Yeah. That is yep, correct. Yep, yep. So it's over twelve weeks ago. That is Ooh. how time works. Yikes! Yeah. Well, she was the delight. So you have a lot to live up to. You, yeah, we we better start seeing some delightfulness right now. So well. tell us about how nice you are. Well, <laughs> um, 
Not what was very. the last next question? Not very. <laughs> <laughs> he oh, he answered what it was two the, times. What was the last crockpot you made for strangers? <laughs> oh boy, I'm gonna catch catch heat for this one. Uh, I I can cut that part. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're you're good. You can you can leave all of it on there. Uh, the only the only time I've ever made a crockpot was uh, she put some in before she went to work and she said, when you come home from work, uh, use a fork to shred this pol- pork shoulder. Because we were making pulled pork, and I'm not I'm not a culinary guy by any stretch of the imagination. I must have sent her like ten text messages asking like, how exactly do I shred this with a with a fork? Am I doing it right? Am I is this pictures here? Let me send you some pictures of of what I'm doing currently. You tell me uh, more left, more right with a fork. <laughs> <laughs> so that time was the last time. So I have <laughs> I have the forks. I'm looking at the pork butt. Is that enough? <laughs> it was not. It was not. No, I, knew, it was not I need enough. to do more. Um, Mike, I'm happy to have you on the show because I've worked with you in the skip parade. Mm-hmm. I've never directed you per se. Um, when I was working on the skip parade, they always just hired me in to put everything together at the end. <laughs> that was always like, just make sure that everybody knows what they're doing. So it was always a room full of strangers because I don't teach improv anymore. So it was like all the new students, yeah. and then it would be like, hi, everybody, I'm Matt Noss. You don't know me. That's my fault, but here's what we're going to do. <laughs> Who is that? I don't know, but his face is on a hundred posters next door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have, we have a lot to talk about. A couple things came up right upstairs because you said that you were raised in Romania? Yeah. And I was like, well, how'd that work? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it I became wor- Louis Anderson. <laughs> how'd that <laughs> work? How'd that work? Uh, it works pretty much the same way as you'd raise a kid in America. Uh, you know, it's it was a little bit more... Well, how deep do you want to go? Well, I guess... So I guess oh, you were born and raised yeah. there. I okay. moved here when I was 11. Because I think that was the first question that I had. Because sometimes... You know, I didn't know if your parents were in the military, that type of thing. Yeah, that's were... that's what I had. That that's kind of where I had gone. Is I I didn't know if his parents were American and they lived in Romania, or if they were Romanian. And apparently, asked Romanian. an answer. Uh, well, uh, twenty eight years of trying to uh, perfectly assimilate into Midwest <laughs> culture. It seems like I've achieved just that. You've done it. Uh, <laughs> you're not nice enough, though. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the crushing. <laughs> Damn it! Okay. At eleven, like they'd already smashed the niceness. Yeah. Out of it. <laughs> like, like the fourth pressing of an olive oil. <laughs> yeah. No, it was. Uh, it was. It, it's interesting because the the older I get, the more I remember random things. Like I remember the first time I saw a bottle of Coke, like Coca Cola, right. not cocaine. Well, I went to I Romania. To Romania is known for its cocaine. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Romania, Bolivia, close. Yeah. I mean, Romania has two main exports: cocaine and vampires. Am I right? Uh, Everybody knows it. We're the first show that's not afraid to talk about it. <laughs> You're back in the truth. The truth quest. Okay, so this is when I talk about my formative years as a mule for the Romanian cartel. <laughs> <laughs> they, 
really hard to be a mule they, and still they, smile at the end of the day. They called him Little Coco. Well, no, Midwest mules are are the best. Where like, they've got twelve condoms of cocaine in their rectum, and, and all they're the, still like, "What can I do for you?" Twelve condoms of cocaine in their rectum, and they're apologizing to you that they can't take a thirteenth. Oh, I'm sorry, Mister Drug Ward. I got a doo doo in my boom boom. What? No, I've got oh, I've got funny. a non balloon duder in there. Uh, I promise to eat the gelatin next time. All right. I don't know. Nailed Kroger pies coming up on me. <laughs> Welcome to Poop Talk. I had to bring it back to the Midwest somehow. Kroger, Kroger pie. pie. I had a Kroger pie for dinner. If oh. it was my family, it would have been a Kroger's manager special pie, where it's like, eh, we scraped the mold off. They'll never know. Hey, it fell on the ground, but it was it was downside down. So who cares? <laughs> It well, fell on the on the like tray side, not the pie side. It's still sellable. We were upstairs, and I was talking to Mike, and I was like, you know, if you were to get food for somebody, he's like, well, I'd maybe get some day-olds from the <laughs> <laughs> Which, I have to say, is the most goddamn Midwest thing you can say. Hey, um, you want to go to Kroger's and get some day-olds? <laughs> You're speaking my dad's language. You hover around Kroger at like 5 p.m. That's where they wheel the rack out right by the fish. Oh, you know man. what goes so, great together? Fish and, and Dale pastries. So, uh, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'll, I'll tell say, my story. Oh, God, I'm crying. Uh, I was just going to say, you know, nothing gets you in the mood for pie like the smell of a lobster <laughs> tank at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Mm, the briny yeah, scent of a peach pie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nom, 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 boy. So uh, I, I have talked about... I think I've told this story a couple times, but guess what? You're going to have to listen to it again. Uh, my dad is a known manager special enthusiast. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, my sister pointed this out to my dad, because my dad talked a couple times, you know, he's, he's mentioned before, like, he grew up in the Depression, and my sister was like, no, you didn't. Like, the Depression was over by the time you were born. I mean, like, he was born in 38, but, I mean, like, my grandpa had a good job with the architectural firm that built the Golden Gate Bridge and, like, bridges all okay. throughout the country. Once like, again... With the architectural firm, yeah. you were doing okay. Yeah, my grandma yeah. had a racehorse that um, that <laughs> went to oh, the whoa, Kentucky whoa. Derby. Okay, and they bought art and shit where it was like, um, dad, it's not exactly depression era. Yeah, struggles. no, yeah, like I'm I'm not thinking about you in the Dust Bowl wearing short pants. Like, come on. You, you did not have to pick well, the mold off of Wonder Bread. Well, young Robert, it looks like another bowl of dust for you today. <laughs> and me, now, if you don't mind, me and gold Mother are going to go maybe. ride our gold dust unicorn <laughs> to Forever Happyville. He used that for so long as the justification for why he would pick moldy crust off of Wonder Bread. I'm sorry, not Wonder Bread, Hillbilly Bread. Hillbilly bread. So hillbilly brand bread is like I don't know how local it is, but I've only seen it here. Yeah, I have never seen it anywhere else. And it is like if one in all my world travels. So like, imagine Wonder Bread. Yeah, and then be like, 
Let's make it longer and cheaper. No, okay. it is better than Wonder Bread. There's like flecks of brown in there, Matt. <laughs> Sawdust. Flex, flex of brown. Hey. Judging that's quality by the amount of flex, flex, flex of, of brown, brown something contains. You know, really you know tricky. that's whole grain, though. <laughs> Do you? Do no. you know? <laughs> no, I don't. But I like I like <laughs> hillbilly bread better than Wonder Bread. So, oh, um, but so anyway, but, my dad. Uh, but um, the packaging of hillbilly bread. Now, oh, when I say got, the word, a, when got I hay seed on it. When I say the word hillbilly, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm like, imagining just uh, uh, you know some uh, some whole leaf tobacco. <laughs> remainders just adorning the top of the loaf. <laughs> what type of person uh, w- would you imagine? Imagine this person as a cartoon. Okay. Describe this person. Well, I would imagine they would have, uh, uh, to save on the cost of animation, it would th- their teeth would be sparingly uh, animated. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe... maybe a, a pair of overalls with one strap done, uh, and maybe like a. Str- You've seen it. In other words, seen what? You have wait. You no. So keep, you going, have no keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, like a, would they have a particular head adornment? Well, yeah, I was gonna get to like the straw hat that's like frayed <laughs> on the corners, <laughs> and then maybe like I don't know if if depending on how much they wanted to spend on the screen printing of the labels or whatever. Maybe oh, if it no, was Matt, like I know like a like a wheat. Like stock hanging out of their mouth, or like a corn cob pipe, or something like that. Matt, just, just show them, just show them, just show them. This is how close you came. What the <laughs> <shit>? <laughs> All right, I have to write this down. Include picture from Hillbilly Bread. Oh my god! Oh god! I, like I, I he didn't just have the figured, hayseed. He had a fishing pole. Yeah. Oh, I for some reason, you know what? That's probably why my dad likes Hillbilly Bread. Um. My dad uh, likes seafood, and you know, I that I still occasionally will eat seafood. So <laughs> my dad will let me know when he gets something like, "Oh, I got some crab legs from Vince and Joe's this weekend," and it's like, "How old were they?" Were near, th- it was near the day old cart. No, this was in the special cart. <laughs> this this was in the straight to the garbage can cart. That my dad will like stop and be like, "Hey, hey, hey! Don't be hasty." Um, <laughs> my dad Slow got your these roll. Crab, my dad got these crab legs. Regret. My dad got these crab legs that were gray, and he was just like, "Oh, I'll take these." Where it was like you could tell by how far the manager's special special sticker was off from the cellophane that this was several generations of manager special oh, stickers. Boy. Where it was like for, you know... Like they would normally start of, at $25 a pound. Yeah, for two pounds of like king crab legs. It was now 99 cents. It was, uh, like, it was probably like $4. <laughs> where my dad did not take this as a warning sign. And the fact that there was like multiple layers of cellophane, like that didn't stop him. So he put it in. He got it home. <laughs> he had the water boiling. He gets it home. And uh, my sister had just moved back from Chicago at the time, so she was still living with my parents while she was waiting to um, move into her house. And so she was working from home, and she just smells the the breath of hell come from from somewhere in the house. And she like walks out of where she was working, and she goes, "What is that smell?" My mom came from upstairs 
down onto the first floor and was like, Bob, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Their cat was outside and like the cat came up to the screen door and was like, let me in. I want this. <laughs> Whatever this is, I want a part of this. I will start speaking English if I have to to get in here. And my dad was like, I don't know. I don't know what that smell is. After he just put the crab legs in boiling water. And so, like, they all just walked up to this boiling pot of atomizing crab juice. And my dad was like, maybe it's the crab. <laughs> like, do, do you think the gray meat you just put into boiling water might have been the problem? So they, they threw the whole thing out. Um, oh God! But my dad was sworn off of manager special. manager special meats for like two weeks, and then it was never well, this, again. This this bologna this bologna still looks really close to the bologna on the on the shelves. Again, I think we're safe. Eyeballing meat is don't not, do it. It's a it's a don't no go. Do it. Well, that's got the right shade of pink. Well, how can you? How do you know? How do you how do you know that know. the bacteria hasn't evolved to the point where they're just mimics now? It, uh, no, the bacteria took a knee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All I was, right. I was really I was I was. Uh, oh, let, and, let's take a quick just so I can uh, help my mom out for oh, a second, okay. and uh, we'll be right back. So, Mike, when you're not shopping the uh, the, the manager special market, yes. Um, all right, let's go back. Let's go back a little bit. Okay. What what do people not understand about not being raised in USA? USA, USA. Uh, well, that for one. Yeah, um, <laughs> nobody but Americans do that about their own country. Yeah, you know what though? I I was raised what, here. Matt was raised here, and we don't fucking get it either. So. Yeah. Uh, a couple of countries have tried, and it, it did not end well for them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Didn't didn't Germany have like Germany Uberalis, and it was like that? Don't do that ever again, Germany. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. we just like to chant letters, Matt. <laughs> uh, man, it's it's. I don't know. It's just like every time. Because I don't have pull a, your mic a little oh, bit closer. Sorry. It's because uh, so I don't have an accent, right? So I have to. Right. It is it most of the time. People ask me because of my name if they see it, but most of the time I don't really talk about it unless it comes out right organically. Because I would, I honestly would never have known, and I have no idea what a Hungarian accent even sounds Romanian. like, or Romanian. <laughs> yeah. Why am I keep saying? Okay, let me write. Because he grew up on the border of Hungary. Because I grew up on the border. That's it, Romania. <laughs> okay, so let me just draw some Dracula teeth. Yeah. And there we yeah, draw, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and and, and he, he and I general. were talking when you were upstairs. What part of Romania are you from? Uh, Transylvania. Okay, just. <laughs> so when I was talking about Matt, vampires earlier, Matt, you yeah. were like, "No, I get it." <laughs> Grab the garlic and the crucifixes. Yeah. Uh, the weirdo. Neither, neither of those work. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now you've given away my secret, so <laughs> I guess this will be your last podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> he's a daywalker. Ah, ah, he turned into a bat. Run. Oh, no. Now he's fog. <laughs> yeah, let me let me just give you a he's little piece of advice. He's phasing through them all. <laughs> if Underworld ever, was right. If you ever had to fight a vampire as a bat, this is not the guy to do it with. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> he saw a bat one time in the house where we lived together. You know together. what? You get startled by one goddamn bat in your life. 
<laughs> you can't live it down. Oh, we we lived in the same house in college with a bunch of other people. Oh, and we were <laughs> we're best chums. Oh. <laughs> Matt we're comes down the slide to do this podcast. <laughs> Warms my cold Transylvanian heart right up. <laughs> um so we were watching TV on like a 13-inch Magnavox because it was a long time ago. And God, remember when TVs weighed as much as people? Yeah. Yeah, remember uh, when I grew up with no TV? No, what was that like? Yeah. Uh, I don't it was <laughs> I, played I remember this one. This is what we used to do growing up. Sorry, no, no. Finish, finish your, finish your. So we're sitting there watching TV. I don't know. It was like Boy Meets World or some shit, and we just heard like a really high pitched cheep cheep. And so I looked and I was like, "The fuck is a sparrow doing in here?" And Matt dives for the ground, and his knees Stay are low. knocking together fuck like, off. <laughs> like. Like when he's, he's when Scooby, Scooby and Shaggy would see a ghost, yeah, yeah. and you would just hear them like woo, 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 with their bones, now and then I see him on the ground like that's a bat. <laughs> okay, that might have been higher pitch. Maybe, maybe I'm sorry. It's a bat. Happy now. <laughs> oh, you tried toughen it up. He sounded like Fat Albert, apparently. Now I will be the first to admit that I hit the deck like <laughs> ten pounds of crap. <laughs> but those things move weird. They do. They move really weird. The bats fly weird. Weird. They do. They they are they are Shut weird up. animals. Don't judge me. I want to talk, but I can't catch my breath. <laughs> bats fly weird. They do. They do. They they, they have leather wings. They okay. They fall. Fly. You guys. I know. I just did a circle around the room. I get it. <laughs> we are you talking. You were missed through most it. of it. You are talking to a bat, sir. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Fly weird. Fly weird. Oh, but I just whenever whenever I want to give Matt shit, I think of a way to bring up him hitting the deck. Oh, I was like, nope. <laughs> and I mean like I might exaggerate a little bit with the like chattering mm -hmm. of the teeth and the bones and whatnot. Yeah, I don't think so. No, not at all. Not at all. I'm you know a what, 1, guys? Get out of my house. <laughs> you are absolutely correct. I was very cowardly. Well, I, and I, I was just so dumb that I was like, "What's a bird doing in here?" And I think Wes was like, "I think Wes got lower and was like covering his beard to make sure that it didn't get in the beard." Right, and also his long, luxurious oh, did you guys hair. Have that myth here too. That like they would they would attach to your scalp. Well, like, no, just he didn't want it. He didn't want it getting caught in the beard. Did I just reveal something that's like super Romanian? You sure did. Okay. <laughs> what is this? Okay. <laughs> Growing up, is this how vampires are made? Uh, is close. This, is yeah. this like Australian drop bears? Well, this is like uh, the Romanian version of an Australian dingo story. Okay. Okay. Uh, great. Let's hear so this. Let's hear it. Growing up, uh, one of the main myths there was two. There was two myths uh, that you. you there were only like, two in Romania. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you know, because the rest of the time was spent kind of playing with rocks and farming beets. <laughs> um, so th there was two things that... <laughs> he doesn't foster creativity, is what you're saying. Romania? Right. Oh, uh, no. No. <laughs> no. Why do you think I'm an engineer? <laughs> <laughs> no idea. I had, I had three options uh, of, for a career moving here. A doctor, engineer, a business person. So basically, there was, there was two... You know how parents... Uh, uh, well, I, I don't eat, have children, eat but I've heard stories. Meat, yes. Yeah. 
Well, they get the manager special. They they talk about like there's certain things that you tell your your kids to like make them behave, like the Baba Duke or like whatever, whatever. Right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, in Romania, there was two. One would be like the gypsy, the gypsy, the gypsy, the Roma. Yeah. My grandma German. Yeah. Moved here. No, the gypsy. So you got the gypsies. We got the gypsies. Okay. Cool. And then the other one, which I don't know why these two, but the other one had to do with bats. Okay. And it was. If you got too close to bats, they're like a, an evil spirit, and they would swoop down, dig their claws into your scalp, and they would they would literally never be able to remove it. Like, and I don't know because I was listen. So I was really young when I heard these, and I never thought to ask us like, "What? Well, so you live with a bat on your head for the rest of your life? Or are you done? Why have I never seen somebody with a bat on their head? That's because they're all dead. Oh, right. Okay. I mean, I would assume. <laughs> Anyways. Sweet dreams, little Maggie. <laughs> Go to bed. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, our beloved Michael, please, uh, please re- rest and relax as I tell you this sweet Romanian uh, bedtime story. <laughs> Beware of bats; they will attach to your scalp. What would you do if it was a gypsy bat, man? You'd be fucked. Oh, I don't even. Because the gypsy bat. Would attach itself to your scalp yeah. and then fly away with you, yeah. and then that's it. You're you're Romany now, man. <laughs> well, who who was the comic who had that bit about gypsies? Uh, it, I'm sure there's more than one, but well, this it's a famous one where he goes, you know, I got warned. I think it's Kevin Meany. I don't remember. Anyway, it doesn't. <laughs> oh my god, Kevin Meany. I, I haven't thought about. Kevin I have Meany. not thought about Kevin Meany in probably Rest twenty his soul. years. Rest. Oh, he died. Yeah. Oh, he, he no. died like two years ago. I want to oh, say. No. Anyway. He had, if it's him, this is great. If it's not him, it's still great. But he tells a story when he's like, oh, beware when you go to Europe. Because uh-huh. the gypsies will throw a baby at you. And when you catch that baby, they pick your pockets. <laughs> <laughs> so he had this plan. <laughs> if somebody threw a baby at him, he would just swat, swat it, it down. <laughs> and go, not today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, so that's another. That's very interesting. Stunt that brings a, a very interesting uh, ethical uh, question. In that, you've just saved the baby, but your loose change in your pocket still <laughs> holds a, a little bit more. How dare significant. you? That's why you grab the baby by the feet and swing it around like nunchucks. Yeah, those, uh, Ro- those Romany know better. Gosh, yeah, but uh, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. Growing up in Romania was interesting. I mean, I like I said, we uh, we barely had a television growing up. I remember the first time I saw a bottle of Coca Cola. First time I saw a Red Bull advertisement. The main, the thing that I remember doing the most as a child is uh, I had a bicycle, and at some point, I think like some kind of sewer main broke or something. Oh no! Around because we lived in these like concrete four story blocks, like very Eastern European, very brutalist. Yeah. 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 Brutalist. Um, and so they started digging, uh, trenches around the, um, the perimeter of these, these apartment blocks for fun, uh, to replace piping. But it was like, it was like if, if, if something would take two months here, it would take like four years in Romania just because it, I don't know why, because of all the gypsy stealing workers and stuff like that. (laughs) So, these trenches were around the building for years and years, and we used to just climb in them and pretend no. uh, and play war. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, fully, like, saving, not war, like, like, oh, we're playing war. Like, it was like, like, uh, <laughs> like we didn't, dark. No, 
it was like a faithful reenactment of the first scene from Saving Private Ryan before we even knew that movie existed. <laughs> like the kid's holding his arm like it's come off. I remember one day I was literally laying on the ground screaming for like an hour because I was wounded in combat. You know what I mean? I mean, that's what happens when you grow up in a country where the uh, communist leader gets executed live on television with his wife. They shot her in the Chachescu. Or Chachescu, yeah, yeah. They shot her in the face because nobody liked her, and they shot him in the chest. (laughs) That's actually a true story. I I mean, it's terrible, but at the same time, I think it's funny that they're like, we don't like you, so we're going to execute you worse, even though you're not the one who did the bad things. Yeah. (laughs) Firing squad, live television. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that leaves a mark. Yeah, you, you, I, sometimes I like to just sprinkle that into a conversation just to really <laughs> put things into perspective. <laughs> you ever first... seen you ever seen a woman executed by getting shot in the face? I have. Like yeah. Hey, one of the first things I saw on television was an execution. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was one of the first things they broadcast in That's color. On... <laughs> so Matt and Matt, when you asked me what's different about what something that people from America don't understand, having not been born anywhere but America? That's one of the things. <laughs> it's it's just I don't know. It's it's it was uh, it's interesting. I just oh man, it's this one thing that I've been thinking about more and more lately is this like this shift over from a responsibility to disseminate the news, mm-hmm. nothing more, nothing less. Uh, the news itself is not in. I mean, it's engaging on a certain level, but it's not, it's not like, it's not entertaining or it's not engaging as at the same level as entertainment is mm-hmm. like, uh, like television or, or, uh, like, you know, TV shows, movies, things like yep. that. It's a different kind of engagement. It's more of like a, like a, uh, a general human curiosity as to the goings mm-hmm. on in the world. So yeah, the news dis- or yeah, the, the media disseminates news. Um, and I've been thinking more and more lately, like there's very, very few instances I can even think of right now that, that still disseminate news as opposed to like, um, spin opinion pieces or like, like, Mm -hmm. uh, fluff dressing things up and, and asking questions that aren't necessarily the next logical step, but, but are going to like hook viewers in. And I, I understand Mm -hmm. why they're doing it. I get it. But I think, I think a lot of it is, uh, is extremely dangerous. Uh, I I think that when you make news entertainment, when it's not based on like if you're if you're reporting about like oh hey, Avengers and Black Panther have been really successful and they've sparked a lot of conversations about this or that like okay yeah I understand how that applies to the general state of affairs in the country like especially when it when it relates to Black Panther but then when you start making entertainment out of Politics, and politics, yeah. Where and human I mean, issues yeah. and things yeah, like, like that. A, where it's like pick a side. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, uh, you know, some of these people want to be treated a little bit more fairly. Yeah. And then it's just like the people who want to be treated fairly are parasites. Yeah. 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 And, and it's like it's almost like like disseminate the news, the sterile, uninteresting, sometimes fascinating news. And there's no reason that CNN or MSNBC should be rivaling HBO on ratings. Like there, there's no, there's no reason, in my opinion, that those should be competitors. Why is it a one to one with yeah. those guys? Like it shouldn't be. When I was in school, one of the things that like I was afraid of at the time was a thing called agenda setting, which is anybody who takes a journalism one on one class, which I kind of did, 
finds out about it. And it's basically like when you look at the old newsroom, it was like the the head editor mm-hmm. kind of had the say of what goes on and what doesn't. But agenda setting is like these are the things that we're going to cover. And when you put money behind it and you put ratings behind it, it's only going to be the sensationalized stuff. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we lean left here. You know, <laughs> I don't take that right wing, but like I don't, I don't think that's a surprise to anybody who's listened to the show before. I left my bag of hat in the car. Oh, <laughs> I'll sign it. Um, but like, you, when you realize how much liberal news media outlets are making off of him, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like they want him in there so they can keep pointing it out. Yeah. Like there is obviously people who are like, no, I think he's done um, pretty impeachable stuff and he should go. <laughs> yeah. then but, there's the- but I I think that it's probably the business side that wants him to stay, not Forever. necessarily the reporters. Yeah. yeah. They they're like, on the one hand, uh we want to rifle off twenty headlines a night saying he's this, this atrocious thing after this atrocious thing. It's all I really butchered the, the pronunciation of that word. You guys get what I'm saying. But then at, at the same point, uh, and then they, they want to just keep getting these headlines out, but really they don't want to ever get to impeachment. They want to drag it out as long as possible because they're basically printing Because it, this is one long sweeps. Yeah. But because the, 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 it's, the it's like the OJ trial yeah. here. Yeah. And the, the I mean, the, the same thing goes for the other side where – as long as the left will drag it out of how many things can we point out about impeachment, it's how much longer can we drag this out that the other side is the enemy and they're just trying to, you know, what is it? Spin? Spin, spin doctors. Well, no, it's... It, Two princes? It? Spin, spin straw or something? God damn it. Straw man? No. They're, they're, Rumpelstiltskin. You know I'm so I'm, not helping. You're not helping. But but they're they're just trying to um what is it? Spin things out of whole cloth or wherever mm. where they're they're just trying to make things up. Um so well the one side wants to point out all the things that are happening sometimes which might not be happening. The other side takes the completely contrarian point of view that none of those bad things are happening and here are some good things that we say are happening that aren't you know, like the the whole thing about how Trump has done more to stop child slavery than any president. Yeah. Where it's like, um, nope. <laughs> I don't know where you got that, but you didn't get it from any source that isn't, you know, like Infowars. Yeah, you know, there's an Infowars. Whatever. Did you, well, did you hear? Once again, did you hear they got he got kicked out of a Google Fiber office? <laughs> what? He and Milo Yiannopoulos, or whatever that fucking dummy's name is. They went to a Google Fiber office, and <laughs> you should watch the video. He's a total nutcase. And, like, an employee is like, you're not authorized to be here. You should really leave. And he's like, he started yelling out, like, I love Google and, like, spinning along the wall or something. And then police showed up, and they were like, you know the drill. You have to leave. <laughs> Just get out of here. <laughs> well, don't worry. Don't worry, Mike. You you got, I mean, we got to keep the lights on. This show's almost <laughs> off the air. You know it. I know it. It's a tough time. America! 
Needs a tactical wipes. Needs a tactical wipe to take care of. In between there and there, you know what there is? It's where the poop comes out, and the other there is where the pee pee hole is. Anyway, it's you gotta. Taint. It's called the taint. You need to keep that perineum as clean as a whistle, sharp as the thistle. Only the cleanest tactical wipes in all Westminster. Uh, you need a you need a real vitamin that'll help you be a man. Real man vitamins, a hundred dollars for ten. And that's why you gotta snort Mama Maggie's ground up beet powder, all natural. <laughs> all natural beet powder. I've watched him. He shoot it in your butt. He's done. Not, it's not GMOs. It will not turn your children gay. I've watched him do two toots through the old bee hole right here, and I'm telling you right now. I've, I've watched his biceps grow a full inch around. He's wrestled a cobra, a rattlesnake with one hand. And guess what? My medulla oblongata is as swollen as it's ever been. I've watched I've watched a bat try to land on its head. He grabbed the bat, even though it flies weird. We all know it flies weird. Everybody knows it flies weird. All right, we're going to be back with more matters after this. matters uh before we move on to the next uh segment of the show i want to make sure that everybody got everything that they needed to say from the last segment done sometimes taking a break um gives you a second just to kind of clear your head you i think you summed it up with the difference between growing up in romania versus the usa is uh we've never publicized an assassination (laughs) yeah yeah there's a lot to unpack there but yeah, uh, I think that covers it. Um, when did you start improvising? Uh, it'll be it'll be two years in June, so I'm coming up on my uh, my two year anniversary very shortly here. What made you do it? Well, I guess okay, that's technically not true. I did a little bit of it in college, but that was just uh, me and a couple friends. We would get together, uh, try to mimic games that we saw on Who's Line. Okay, and mm-hmm. we would kind of bag, borrow, and steal to try to get uh, this little, like, shitty auditorium in the basement of one of the dorm halls. Mm. They would let us kind of put together a show once every month or so. Okay. Uh, we just invite our friends and, and do it, and uh, I just, I loved it. I mean, I've been watching Who's Lines anyway for, for a very long time, and I didn't I didn't realize there was improv outside of that for a very long time. Who's your dude? Or lady? Who, who's your, who's line? Uh, Colin Mockery. <laughs> I was I was untouchable. Just gonna, I was just going to say that I can remember in college when that had just come out yeah. watching his face during that show yeah. and it was just like I think I think that 
is what Matt wants to Listen, do. Listen, <laughs> no, no disrespect to anybody else on that show, but Colin Mockery cannot be... He is unflappable. He cannot be caught off guard or on his back step. Or, he is one step ahead of everybody all the time. Yeah, yeah, whereas uh, Ryan Stiles... I, I'm more like Ryan, where yeah. I'm goofy, and but he's still funnier than I am. But like I'm goofy like Ryan, but I've always wanted to be a, co- a Colin. <laughs> but I try to be a Greg Proops, and it never <laughs> works. I I think that I think that you had a lot in common with Wayne Brady in that yeah. you would do the musical improv because I mean like let's face it, they'd bring Wayne out once in a while, but whenever they had a musical thing, they brought him out. They were like, a ringer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I love the musical improv. That That's kind of my bread and butter. Oh, man, musical improv terrifies me. It, it is so exciting. Uh, like, when sometimes, you know, we'll be doing uh, uh, Panda or, or Showdown, and uh, Jeremy will be there. Yes. Uh, doing uh, musical direction. Yes. It is like terrifying and so exciting at the same time because uh it i i can't sing at all i've right. always wanted to be able to sing uh but i i've just i've never been able to do it i've never done it i was never in choir i was in band things like that uh so whenever he's he's doing it and i know that he's doing it uh that night it's like this weird tingly feeling that like takes over and i'm just like i don't know what's gonna happen and i think everybody's gonna hate me but i'm gonna have fun doing it <laughs> The, but that's the thing. I mean, that's it is a very true form of improv uh-huh. where you really have to go out there without the net, knowing that you might are more than likely going to be flat or really sharp or not on meter <laughs> or sing talking or saying, "What is this thing over here? I'm gonna <laughs> get at." So. I don't. I don't do improv and I don't sing. But when I'm home alone with my cats. I sing them songs all the time <laughs> that are improvised based on what they're doing. They hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Not what we were expecting like to hear. <laughs> oh, cats Cats will let you know when they have an opinion because they will either hiss at you or they will run away. Oh, and, oh, th- I, like, I don't think that I have that bad of a voice. It's just they really don't like my songs <laughs> i mean you're setting yourself up for for a couple of bars here is what you're doing no, if this I, was improv no. we would pimp yeah. you into a song immediately no nope. nope. that's that's <laughs> one of the reasons why i don't <laughs> <laughs> not gonna happen um i love i love you know um i loved listening to the after improv podcast which i think they're on hiatus or they're taking a break, or they might be done. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't talked to those dudes in a, in a long time. And Lady. Uh, I can't forget Heather. Um, but I always love hearing why people got in, because mm-hmm. it was always like with me, it was like, Matt's right. I mean, I watched it, and then I got it. But it was like, I don't know why I do this, but I have a tendency to be like, oh, that thing I'm good at, don't do that thing. Yeah. Make sure you have something stable and something that you can oh, take man. care of yourself with. So, like, like moving here, like I said, I had the options of three careers, businessman, engineer, or doctor. And that's, like, the, that's very similar to a lot of immigrants. And uh, uh, the I always had this part of me that was, like, that was creative, but I just never knew how to express it. Because uh, I, I played in a band for a really long time. What'd you uh, play? Uh, I played clarinet, bass clarinet, and tuba. 
Oh, wow. You know, all the sexy instruments. <laughs> hey, you show a lady a tuba. Yeah. She's and a she'll run a away. Time. Hey, you want to see my spit mouth? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then it's just Niagara Falls. <laughs> I haven't cleaned it in a while. Um, and so I always had this part of me uh, that was like very interested in, and I just was creative. Like I, I liked the, the draw. I was never very good at it. I, I started playing guitar. I did it for 10 years. I was never very good at it. And then I found the one thing that I was really good at. Uh, I taught myself how to use the program uh, Maya, which is a, a computer animation software that mm-hmm. Pixar uses. And yeah. I taught myself, I had a complete face rigged model. And I'm saying like three dimensional, you had sliders to like move the cheeks and the lips and everything. It was ready for animation. I did, taught myself how to do that um, all by myself in a basement over a, a summer and a half. And I remember going to tell my parents, I was like, hey, uh, so this was probably junior year of high school. I was like, hey, so I think I know what I want to do. Uh, I think I want to go to CCS and, and go into their animation program. And, uh, and I'm going to try to get a job at Pixar. And they were like, uh, well, that's nice. Maybe you could do that as a hobby. But, but I don't, we didn't move here for you to go to art school. <laughs> I was like, well, there's a fair amount of immigrant guilt here. I don't know really how to how to combat that uh, eloquently, and also you have the money, so okay, uh, I'll go I'll go be an engineer, and all of my I remember all my parent teacher conferences were like uh, he he does well he gets good grades but but he can't pay attention he always distracts you I was, I would always just I would be that asshole kid that like every substitute teacher would hate, and I didn't like this about myself but I just needed it I just needed it out there, so like after all these different venues of of creativity like were exhausted and I realized I wasn't good at anything uh except for the one thing that I wasn't allowed to do uh when I found improv and just like messing around uh it was like oh man I it's just like and even thinking about it right now just gives me goosebumps it was like a weird like lightning struck and I was like this is cool and I can't believe people do this and and I need to do this as much as I possibly can. And it goes like with uh, sketch comedy, storytelling. Like I don't care what it is, just it's performance. Just performance. Yeah, I love it. It's uh, it it's. I mean, it takes me like an hour, hour and a half to sleep after I get done with the show, just because I can't do it. Like I'm so, <laughs> I'm so You're amped, amped up. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best though. Yeah, no, I love it. it it's, you know. Matt and I, we've been doing this show for almost three years, but it was one of those things where when I asked Matt to do it, it was because, number one, I knew that he would be great at it, and number two, I had just ended like a just about two-year podcast mm-hmm. that I did with Brian Lark and PJ Jacobs, and um, of course, I know them as Brian and PJ, but... Uh, that's besides the point. Name drops. You know, uh, sprinkle. He wants some sauce. Anyway, um, segment brought to you by uh, this segment brought to you by name dropping. <laughs> name dropping. If you're in southeastern Michigan's improv team community, those names mean something. I was gonna say name dropping in conjunction with Rolodex. <laughs> Rolodex. Find a name. Put it on your desk. <laughs> So we ended flight 1977 after almost two years, and I was like, I have to keep doing this because I love it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Matt, I'm gonna do this. And Matt was like, uh, Why would anyone want to listen to what I have to say? <laughs> <laughs> that's a very uh, it's it's that's the that's that's the question, right? That's like the question we all ask ourselves: is like, <laughs> why would anybody watch me do 
improv or like listen to what I have to say or like watch me be creative. Yeah, I I can't tell you how much of a relief it was. And I mean, you know, I'm sure that I'm I'm sure that Eric was being nice. But after the I think we recorded one or two in in the same session and you asked Eric, "What do you think?" and he was like, "I I'd listen to it." It was like because i mean our our first episode and i probably mentioned this once an episode was me and and matt discussing who would win in a fight a grizzly bear or a crocodile oh who who won who would win crocodile obviously and i always said grizzly yeah well a grizzly will just climb up a tree and uh slam onto a crocodile game over All a crocodile has to do is oh my get God, its we're powerful in it now. jaws onto one of the appendages of that bear, and it's done because a bear can weigh twice what a crocodile. I'm sorry, a crocodile can weigh weigh twice what a bear can. Okay, we should pitch this to Sci-Fi. I'm sure they can come up with some some way to decide. This. Croc v Bear. Do you remember that show where it was like uh, like computerized robotic uh, versions of animals, like Beast Wars? No, that was a Transformers thing. You know what I'm talking about? Well, I remember the show. I don't remember this one where it was animal versus things, but I do remember it was like ancient warriors, and it would be like the Spartan versus the samurai (laughs) versus the Spartan. Yeah, where it was like. The would, Spartans, Spartans would be dead like, as uh, fuck, man. Come they would on. be like, oh, right. The samurai sword can cut through <laughs> XYZ. And then he'd be like, the Spartan, the Spartan has, has a, a sh- bronze sword. Has <laughs> <laughs> a phalanx. Uh, <laughs> he puts it back in his pants. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I get what you're talking about. Um, because I remember sitting at my job. And just being like, if I don't do something, I'm going to be so sad. Yeah. And that's when I was like, I'm just going to go to Second City and take classes and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And uh, here we are all these years later. Yeah. And uh, uh, I know I I told you guys what I do for a living, but I don't I don't really like to talk about it. I get that. You know what I mean? We last week on the show was probably the most we've talked about our work in 177 episodes <laughs> and it's like, not because okay. it's like horribly interesting or like secret or anything it's just it's not worth talking about yeah, yeah we're like the um the, the guy that we had on last week chris to mars uh he is really into what he does mm-hmm. and Boy, he and i he and great. i do the he and i do the same thing um but he goes and he speaks at conferences and he's really into speaking at conferences um and that is primarily what we talked mm-hmm. about was just we Chris and I discussed kind of like how we got into what we do and, and you know, why it's important to us and, and stuff like that. Um, and I think that that was probably the first episode in a really long time where I spoke way more than Matt did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Yeah, typically we, we, you know, I'm at work eight hours a day. Yeah. I don't, don't need, need to be there any yeah. more than exactly. that unless they're paying me to be. Exactly. Um, and at my last job, I was a contractor. So once I got over 40 hours, they were like, I don't care what you're doing. Hit save and you're done. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, now that I'm not a contractor and, you know, I'm supposed to work 40 hours. They're 
they don't say the same thing, but they imply it where they were like, you put enough time in. Yeah. Just save and go home. <laughs> yeah. No, but, it, I mean, there was a hard stop at the last place where I can remember one time I had like 40 hours and 30 minutes and I got an email from the uh, the one partner who was like, why did you work over today? Or <laughs> it was like, I had to finish something. I, I told the client I'd finish it. And he was like, well, next time get my permission. <laughs> I was like, All right, I'll get your permission to do what the customer asked me to do. Oh, man, look at that. There's a baby. Joining us in the Matter Studers. Studiers? Studers. Matter Studers. Matter Studers. And my sweet daughter, Rosemarie, who you've probably heard throughout the episode crying upstairs. <laughs> I have her in what I, um, the hold that I have her in, I got uh, from YouTube. I looked up a doctor. It was John was like, Cena. It was John Cena. John Cena. <laughs> I was trying to work in a wrestling thing, and you beat me to it. I got her in the hold. You got her in the JYD. <laughs> I can't thump. Um, <laughs> grab them cakes. Grab Is that all you cakes. do? So... Because when she was born, I was having a lot of trouble. Um, I was having trouble holding her mm-hmm. because I couldn't just put her in my arms and hold her. She would just freak out. And my wife will always win because she can feed her. Sure. You know, so I can't feed her. So I was like, I, hey, that's right. That's right. And I, uh, I was like, all right, what can I do? And I found this doctor who's been like a pediatrician for 50 years. And he's like. All right, this is the hold that works for most babies, and it's this one right here where you you put your hand her hands together. It's kind of like a like an upright Superman hold, exactly. <laughs> and then um, she can be like bawling her face off, and I put her into this one, and she'll just calm right down. She's tired right now. She's yeah. like super tired. She's so yeah. cute. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. You can just close your eyes and go to bed. So, um, Rosemary, what are you into this week? Yeah. <laughs> How did Crying, you get into improv? Drooling. How'd you get into improv? <laughs> we have reached that part of the show, if we haven't already started talking about it, where we are going to talk about what we're into. No, we were just week. making fun of you while you were upstairs. Well, I understand that. Yeah. Uh, I in would. Fact, could you, we have some more material okay, yeah, that yeah, we'd yeah. like to... Yeah, see you, guys later. You, can't, you can't edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there's no way now. I mean, it's too late. It's <laughs> this is important. Uh, we are reading Matt Noss to filth right now. Holy <laughs> shit! He dropped a drag race reference. I've been hanging out with that Jen Hansen. <laughs> uh, the library is open. <laughs> yeah, every single one of these references has gone clear over my head. I love it. Um, it doesn't matter. I cannot explain it right anyway. Um, but you have reached the part of the show where we talk about what we're into this week. It could be anything from a movie to a book to a song to whatever. So I have I have a bolt in the chamber. I have something ready to go. Mm. Okay. Um, friend of the show, uh, Chad. Oh, Chad Gates. Uh, Chad Gates, yes. Um, he, God, he sent me a message the other day, and he was just like, you guys got to have me on so we can talk about Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah. So I watched the only two episodes of Cobra Kai that I can watch because I don't have uh, YouTube Red. Which is worth the money because I have it and eliminating I remember. I remember the first minute you had it because we were trying to watch oh, something. God, we were trying to yeah, we were trying to watch He-Man, and you were just like, this is bananas. Oh, um, oh God, this episode of He-Man, 30 minutes long, every three minutes a commercial. Oh, oh my God. God, that's right. It was the, the Christmas episode. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's how they get you. Oof. How they get you. Um, and so 
Matt was like nuts to this, and he went and he signed up, and we started playing it, and I think it still hadn't caught up yet. And he was like, "All right, hold on, let's start it again." And then like it went through, and everything was fine except for the episode, which was total garbage. But at least we didn't have to watch commercials every couple seconds. Yeah. Um, and like, look, I get it, but I already have Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, and Shutter. Like, if I get one more service, I'm with you. My wallet it. is just gonna crawl right out of my pants <laughs> and be like, "All right, that's it. I'm done." He's gonna have a little, a little uh, handkerchief on a little. Yeah, a bindle. Oh yeah. yeah. He's like, I, oh, I'm rod. just gonna, I'm just gonna ride the boxcars for the railroads. rest of my life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, you guys warming up beans? <laughs> you guys ever see a dead body? <laughs> I shaved a warm spot in this hay bale for you. Well, because, I mean, all boxcars have hay bales in them, apparently. They do. If I've learned anything from cartoons. Or, that right in the or, rails? Or, or once in a while, if the hobo was lucky, it was a car full of pillows. <laughs> so, yes. So, did you like a, you liked Cobra Kai? Uh, the first two episodes? I did. I, I liked how they flipped things around. And it's like, man, Machio's a dummy. He's a total dum-dum. Oh, he's the worst. I mean, granted, they make it really hard to like Johnny. Because like he's he's kind of a he's kind of a, a a dick. I just well I described him as the guy at the bar who talks too loud about how tough he is. Oh but yeah. I see. I don't. I don't think. I don't think that's an apt description because he did beat those people up. <laughs> no. Well, but, and then I said, but he can back it up. Yeah, that's that's typically typically the guy at the bar that's talking about how tough he is is the guy who would has a glass jaw and would get dropped in a punch. Um, he just, to okay, me, let me rephrase that. He's the guy at the bar who's quietly talking about the old days. That's, that is, I think, a, a more apt description. You put up with something like that. You get your ass handed to you and they give you a piece of toilet paper and say, clean up. And if you weren't back to work in five minutes, you were fired. Yeah, well, I haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen the show at all. Uh, so when you, when you guys were saying that to me, I was like, oh, he's the guy at the bar that just got new boat shoes and wants everybody to ask him about his boat. <laughs> hey, notice those boat shoes. <laughs> what hey. bars are you going to? <laughs> uh, are you? Do you live in Gross Point? I live in St. Clair Shores. Oh, oh God, right. I, I don't. Okay. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you murdered it with the regional reference. <laughs> I've never been on a boat, but I've owned plenty of boat shoes. I don't know if you can see, but Rosemarie looked at you when you said, I've had many boat shoes, where she was just like, get out of this house. Yeah, no, you haven't. <laughs> Not only are you lying, but you have horrible style. <laughs> She's very smart. She's the best in the business. <laughs> uh, what I've been into this week, uh, I've been getting I'm more into uh, video games. I didn't play video games for a really long time. I played them for a long time, and then I stopped. Uh, it just beat the new God of War, which was amazing. That uh, looks great. Oh my god! Oh my god! I heard I heard <laughs> that uh, you can get the Infinity Gauntlet in the game. Like they call it something <laughs> slightly different, but you can get the Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, I don't remember that part. Uh, you have to like know the code to put in or whatever. But so the. The the whole it's it's kind of like open world a little mm -hmm. bit and basically uh, your main hub is Midgard which is Norse mythology for Earth 
Mm-hmm. And then you go into the crazy Bifrost room, which is the bridge that connects the different realms. I have seen Thor. Okay, so it's like that. <laughs> uh, and then you basically go to the different realms and, and you... There's there's apparently fisticuffs. There's apparently somewhere you can go where you can get something. Yeah, and your son. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, There's apparently somewhere you can go where you can get something that is like the Infinity Gauntlet from Avengers. Well, I'm, I literally did. I collected everything. I I I did all the side quests. And if this is true, I am heartbroken right now. Well, you you still have the game, game, right? No, I still have the game, but yeah, but yeah, but look like look it up, man. Look it up. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna have you to go too. into that. So uh, once that was done, um, I'm I'm into I'm really into Barry. If you guys haven't seen the show oh, Barry, holy smokes! Yet. Yeah, I when he came out for his one line, and it was just like the queen is dead. <laughs> yeah, and then like she had everything to work off after that. It was like he's succeeded in spite of himself <laughs> yeah no it's it's a it's a it's an unbelievable uh show is it I, another one that was only eight episodes yes okay so it's oh that was was that the finale last or week's is... was the finale the, the one you're talking about was the one before that i haven't seen last week's yet so nothing oh nothing oh, out of, oh, nothing oh out of, no i I'm haven't i haven't seen it either okay. it's still on right. my dvr i I'm have i have not watched it, it so um it's I, I i think that them labeling it a comedy is not fair to the show because I've seen yeah. it. I've I've seen them. You know, because I mean, Bill, Bill Hader, yeah, funny guy, and the things that they used in the like promos for it, yeah, were you know the the funnier scenes of him in the class with Henry Winkler uh-huh. and stuff like that. But the show goes dark. On a dime. Yep. That's probably my favorite part of the show is its ability to be hysterically funny, but then also know when to pull back and know when something doesn't need a joke and just mm-hmm. be very real. The whole show is very, very real. Because even yeah. the humor that is that is in the show is derived from normal human situations that are that are just contrasted with something else or juxtaposed mm-hmm. against a weird background and therefore yeah. they're funny, whatever. Uh, so it's like it, none of it seems put on, uh, and it's, 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 yeah, it's a good one. Makes me tingly. Makes me improv tingly. I want to see it. I will see it, but it, is, it just it is, hasn't been It time. is a good show. We, it's kind of like I watch so little TV right now with, with her that it kind of just, it has been like, okay, what are we watching? And we finished Last Man on Earth, which <laughs> just got canceled, which kind of <gasps> bumped me out. Yeah. And a, then, cu- uh, a couple of shows got canceled. Brooklyn Nine Nine uh, got brought back though, and that's the one that makes the most sense since NBC Universal was the production house on it. So NBC brought it back. Well, yeah. so one one thing that I was, uh, oh God, I don't remember if I read it or if I heard it, but there's like apparently now there are producers to watch for shows getting canceled on other networks mm-hmm. to bring them into their network. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially where, for the streaming services. Yeah, yeah, yeah where. I, I wish that this had been the case a couple years ago, but it was it was funny to see um there was a show on NBC called Constantine yeah. that was based on Hellblazer, the the comic book. And the guy they picked to play John Constantine was spot on perfect. And I thought that the first season was great and it got canceled after one season. Yeah. 
and the WB, uh, or no, I'm sorry, the CW. I'm an old person. The CW has all these DC shows. Mm -hmm. And so what they did is they basically just were like, hey, we own the character. We're just going to buy the rights from you, NBC. And we're going to put him in some shows. And so now, like, once in a while, he'll just show up in one of the shows. And then they, they, he actually has, I mean, granted, like, in cartoon form, he's got his own show on one of their sister, like, streaming services where it was like, I'll take it. (laughs) I'll take it because he was so good as Constantine. I don't really care. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the same thing that happened. Uh, there was a show on NBC that I really, really, really loved. It had a, one of the coolest premises. Uh, it was the main guy was played by the guy that played uh, uh, Lucius Malfoy in Harry Potter. Oh, shit. Jason. Okay. Jason. Uh, whatever his name, name escapes is. me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, so the first scene of the pilot is uh, uh, it's him, his wife and his kid driving in a car. Uh, the show is called Awake. I know. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember the show you're talking go about. Into a, they go into a go into a crash, and then from then on, there's there's two versions. There's mm-hmm. a version where uh, he wakes up and his wife and kid are okay, and they have mm-hmm. a great life. And then he falls asleep, and then when he wakes up, he, his wife and kid are are dead. Yep. And there's like an interconnecting thread saying like it must have been you know like it was a conspiracy. Is like whatever this weird you don't know which one's reality, which one's fake, mm-hmm. whatever. It was a phenomenal premise, really well written. Uh, uh, went to their first season and then they canceled it with no resolution whatsoever whoa yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they yeah last they man on that. earth ended with a pretty major cliffhanger really oh no yeah. well hopefully uh, um hopefully netflix or hulu or something picks it up Somebody and allows them allows them to do something to because the like, thing is it like it's crazy because it had like 1.2 million viewers mm-hmm. which seems like a lot right but it's like fox wants more and it never grew past 1.2 million viewers. Yeah, it was always it was always to me kind of a niche show. Right. Where basically it found its audience. Yeah. But, but that it was audience gonna... was 1.2 million viewers. Right. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. So, uh yeah, it it, it and also so, part of me feels like the the way they they count the the way they rate shows is is slightly flawed, right? Cuz I mean, it's not it is a lot flawed because when you when you look at shows that didn't necessarily get the best ratings but they have the longest like legs as as far as cult status goes and i i bring the show up all the time but it is one of my favorite shows ever made freaks and geeks Mm -hmm. freaks and geeks critically was a Oh, it was a darling yeah because it was just a solid show Mm mm-hmm and the network, I think it was after the World Series, the network was like, we don't know what to do with you, so we're just going to hop you around until the end of the season, and then you guys are gone. And once the show went into syndication, it was like, this show is fantastic. Mm-hmm. How did this show not last? And I remember it, it moved to ABC Family of all networks, and not the right channel for that show. No, not, uh, not no, because it's not necessarily a family show. No. But it was also like you know, uh, when you look at shows on now, it was not even like a TV fourteen, right? Like it, it dealt with issues, but it still had to do, it had to deal with those issues in a nineteen ninety nine 
NBC primetime format, right? So right. they they couldn't curse a lot. They could only make so many allusions to sex. They could only do so many yeah. things about drugs or whatever. Um, but they were still able to do all those things successfully under the limitations that they had. And I'm glad that they never did a second season. I'm glad that well, they, they had knew, that perfect season. They knew that they were getting canceled. Yeah. yeah. So they, they tied it up in a bow. Yeah. they Well, they tied it up in enough of a bow where they let you make the decision as to what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, were you... I mean, you know that Lindsay and... Uh, fuck. I totally blanked on it. Kim. Lindsay and Kim go and they follow the dead. And you know that Daniel becomes a nerd and he plays Dungeons and Dragons. And... You know that, you know, Ken starts dating uh, Lizzie Kaplan and, I don't know, disco dancing or whatever. And then Ken starts dating the one girl and, they, you know, you every, you know where everything was going, but they never had the chance to ruin it. They never had the chance to do a stupid episode where something dumb happens and you're like, oh, come on, guys. It was just that every is, episode kept building and building. And that is the hard thing is that eventually the thing that you love will disappoint you. And that's why that having that one perfect season, it's just enough. It's, it's sad when it happens and you're like, Oh no, but it's like, well, may they never, which is makes, let's tie it back in, which is something that makes Cobra Kai. So special Mm -hmm. is karate kid to me is one of my favorite movies. Is it too? Is it hokey? Of course. Oh my god! <laughs> is, is it so dumb? hokey? There's so many dumb parts. Is it possible that Pat Morita could have done that? Not at all. Um, does anybody fight one at a time? No. Um, but take all of that off the table. It was a solid film with a heart of gold. Yeah. But two, kind of sucks, and three, <laughs> it's real bad, <laughs> and. To to have that where they they kind of ruined the franchise, and then they made one with Jaden Smith, which wasn't the greatest. Yeah. To be and, able and to, I mean, one one of the things that really got under my skin and our friend Phil's skin was that it was called the Karate Kid, but it took place in China and it had kung fu, and it was like, right? Don't call it the Karate Kid. That is so stupid. <laughs> yeah. No, I, uh, I I I wholeheartedly agree with you guys. I think that that. Uh, the ideal run for a show is right around 100 episodes. Well, yeah, right. syndication, right? Yeah. Uh, and because I think that that is a very it's an arc. Yeah, it's a good arc. Normally, everything past that is when it's like the fifth and sixth season. You of start becoming Rock. like a parody of yourself. Well, there's only so many things that you can mm-hmm. do, right? It's like if you have an on again, off again relationship, or will they, won't they? Yep. You're usually paying it off by 100. Mm-hmm. You know, and then. And it's too late to start something fresh, right? Because by that yeah. point, you're like, I don't know. Yeah, are you going to cousin Oliver the show at yeah. that point? Yeah. I and mean, then- there's there's only a few shows that have been able to kind of de- take them, but they become new shows. Right. Cheers is a great example. Cheers had Coach in the first three seasons, but then the actor actually died. Died, right. Yeah. And then they bring on Woody Harrelson, mm-hmm. who's like this totally new energy, but it was an ensemble cast. It really didn't rely mm-hmm. on one actor. Well, and when they, when they, when Shelley Long left, 
and they brought and everybody Christy was like, Alley "This in. is going to kill the show." They brought in Shelly. They brought in Christy, Rebecca, right? And Christy Alley, and it and changed the whole dynamic of the show. Changed it, and the show lasted for a lot longer after that. Yeah, but it was it's a, a new show. show, right? Yeah, it, it, re- it really was. But it was like they could do that with that ensemble mm-hmm. cast, where it's like there's people who know the history and there's people who don't, right? And it was like, but still, everybody was welcome. Yeah, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and also uh, sitcoms of that era are a little bit different too, right? There's there's a lot more of of end where you started from, uh, kind of feel. To Almost every episode is self contained yeah. in a way. Yeah, like there's threads that follow through. Yeah, but this just could be the episode where Cliff Clavin has squeaky shoes, mm-hmm. and that's the whole episode. <laughs> yeah. It's not the Seinfeld season. Where he's pitching the pilot. Right. You know, whereas like every 30 Rock, it was like every episode built off the last episode. Yep. And then it's, and a lot of modern comedies are like that. Parks and Rec. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. All, yeah. it is all this through line. And eventually you either write yourself into a corner where you have to do something insane, mm-hmm. which is what happens in dramas like 24, where it's just like, mm-hmm. how much more can we ratchet this up? Well, he has to live in a box where he's drinking his own sweat. How about we only gave him 12 hours? <laughs> <laughs> Let's call it 24 over 2. But, like, I, yeah, I think as a writer, that that is a very challenging situation to be in mm-hmm. unless you redefine the whole show. Yeah. Whereas well, like, and, and, and that's one of the reasons why I like how a lot of seasons are getting shorter. Mm-hmm. And, and where, they're, rather. where they're, yeah, where they're breaking it up, where it's like, well, okay, we're going to do 12 episodes. This we're episode. We're going to do eight episodes. This season of Silicon Valley, and we talked about it last week, is a hundred times stronger than last ep- last season. And it's two episodes shorter. And they they actually proposed problems. And it wasn't just Deus Ex Machina to solve a hundred percent of them. There yeah. was some. I mean, Big Head being friends with everybody still is. But that's literally been Big Head's entire role on that whole show. <laughs> <laughs> he really is like, let's go see this dumb character yeah. who who holds l- the key, <laughs> who who locks himself into the most yeah. important position <laughs> yeah. in the whole thing. But no. like, oh, sorry. But Silicon Valley this season was really enjoyable Mm -hmm. and after last season i was like am i even going to keep watching this show yeah and uh, what i was going to say is uh uh, with shows like like barry or silicon valley or whatever uh most of the time i find myself that if you get into a season that's longer than than 10 episodes even even getting in the 12 i'll like nine of the 12 you know what i mean 10 of the 12 eight of the 12 if i like eight of the eight and i want more at the end of that eight and i can't wait for the new ones to come out that to me is way way better situation to be in than like giving me 12 and i'll pick eight of those and the right. rest of the four are kind of forgettable like Can, why give me the forgettable episodes that's what the well, right that's what the uk does the bbc one yeah. shows does the best yeah. where it's like here's three episodes but each one's an hour and a half and it's the best quality we can possibly make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and I know that that's something that Netflix has taken some flack on, especially with the the Marvel shows. Is that? Oh my god! Though was such hot trash. <laughs> okay, let's not. Get Which one? Iron, Iron Fist. Fist. A lot oh, of people god. hated Iron Fist. I didn't hate it as much as other people did, but towards the end it was just like oh my god get to the point and i felt the same way with luke cage it you know you had you had two hot seasons of daredevil and you had that first season of jessica jones and it's like yeah 
and do the, this. The first season of The Punisher was really good too. Oh yeah, but that yeah, was but that, that was, was that was after they yeah. kind of learned their lesson. Like, tighten it up, do what you need to do. And and with Luke Cage and Iron Fist, it was just like, look, guys, you don't always have to have twelve episodes of a season. No, you could get away with eight, and we'd still be like. No, awesome if, if it was good. If like, I, I see the end game by episode six and you don't give it to me until 12, I'm going I'm to be so gonna be incredibly bored. frustrated as an audience. Member. I'm going like, to be reading the news while the show is like, on. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm not, I don't, you know, I don't consider myself like a great writer or anything. Far from it. Uh, but if, if by episode six or seven, which was the case of Iron Fist, if I could see the end game yep. and then you make me wait. Four more episodes, episodes to give me the end game that I already, already knew was coming. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. And, and and that's that's one of the reasons why I like the fact that Stranger Things will give you the amount of episodes they think it'll take. Yeah, where it's like, oh, the the first season was nine, and, and the second season's eight, and the third season's going to be eight or seven. Like, good. Give me, give me the story. Do the complete arc and yeah. don't give me padding. Yep. And, you know, because, I mean, sure, it would be great to see that Will has a hobby, but I really don't care that much. Yeah. I want to see, like, the, you know, uh, the meat of it. Yeah. I, I don't want to have, you know, a bunch of ancillary characters doing things I don't care about. Right. And that was, I think, the biggest, pro- well, one of the biggest problems about Iron Fist is it was just like... Y- y- you're taking us on a bunch of meandering things that no one cares about. Get to the point. And the the main the main actor wasn't right for the part. He could he, wasn't. he couldn't really act. Yeah, there, there there were a lot of there were a lot of there was a, a lot, lot of, of things going on with 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 that. There was a lot of brooding and sighing. Uh, the, his dad was a complete caricature of a human being. Like I don't even I don't even know what kind of villain from what what weird corner of someone's basement they plucked him Oh, you from. mean the friend's dad? Uh, his, his, yeah, his, his step, whatever, his uncle, fake uncle, whatever. Yeah. His, his, the guy that he grew up with that, that had his parents murdered. Yeah. Yeah. That Spoiler was, that was his, that was his best friend's dad. That was his best friend's dad. His best friend's dad. Yeah. Uh, that guy was, uh, was insane. I mean, he, he literally did six and a half episodes of snarling in every scene. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just, he did, uh, no, 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 no. I, I mean, there I will still watch those shows because a lot of times there'll be something for me to geek out over. Mm-hmm. But like I, I, I've had to stop watching some shows um, in the past year because it was like, all right, look, why am I still watching this? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just can't do it anymore. Yeah. You guys wrote like, like you said, you guys wrote yourself into a corner, mm-hmm. and I just don't think you can write yourself out. And even if you do, I really don't care. I mean. I know that I, I need to talk uh, I get to my my thing, but like Breaking Bad is a show where like they wrote themselves into corners, at, but they had an end point. Yeah, like they knew that it was going to end at five seasons. Mm-hmm. So every corner that they wrote them, themselves into and how they got out of it was a freaking delight. Oh yeah, I mean whereas, when they fucking blow Gus up. Oh man, whereas something like Twenty Four. They can't do the same thing. Where it's kind of like there is no end point. You know, like yeah. when you know that you're going to be done in three seasons, yeah. you act a whole hell of a lot different yeah. than when it's like you could run forever. Yeah. And you write differently and you think differently. Yeah. 
And it, it's like, oh my god, it's season Jack, four. You have to disarm a space nuke before it takes out the moon ambassador. Jack, quick, grab your walker <laughs> and head down to the White House. Uh, <sighs> no, I, I I totally get it. And 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 uh, uh, if if I ever had the ability to work on a show, I get it. Job security is important, right? And, and there's mm-hmm. no such thing as job security in, in TV or, or or film, whatever. I get it. Uh, so working on something like. Well, The Simpsons is a poor example because it's animated, whatever. But but working on a TV show that runs for 13 seasons is is appealing from the the safety net, security, predictability standpoint. But if I ever if I ever had had a show, I would say like three to four seasons, uh, eight to ten episodes a season, map out the entire arc, and then I don't care what happens from the outside, I don't care who says what, uh, leave it at that. Never compromise the the story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and just just. Just walk away. That's that's what was so it's good so about. So sad when they fail, <laughs> when, they get, <laughs> when they get bad. Well, that you know, like Lost did that. They where uh, Leah's going to listen to this podcast. We're just going through the first. Her, never she's mind. never seen Lost before. Oh, okay. and we're going through it uh, together. Lost did not do for that. The first don't time. Listen, don't listen to it. Uh, so <laughs> we can talk about it. Just uh, uh, we're halfway through season two. So oh, no, so you got to the hatch. Yeah, we got to oh, the hatch. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, now, Matt, Matt only watched the last season. He didn't watch. I'm an asshole. Oh, okay. So uh, <laughs> I, I will do things like that. Um, I, I started watching Dexter at season four. Okay. Uh, which is the um, I'm looking right at John Lithgow season. That's yeah. a great season. Which is the great season. Which is great. I wa- I started watching Weeds um, when they already left a grace a grassic. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the season where she builds the drug tunnel. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like I will just pick up a show wherever, uh, except Game of Thrones. I've watched Game of Thrones from the beginning. Okay. But great, yeah, great, it's a great show. Can't wait. I, well, I'm very excited to see where they go with Game of Thrones. Yeah. I have ideas, but we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Um, this week, I'm into a couple things. Um, I'm very grateful for trifold cloth diapers. Hey. Um, <laughs> well, oh, God. So I have to tell it. Did I tell the story? I don't even know. It doesn't matter. I'm going to tell it again. Um, so we had our carpets cleaned Two weeks ago? I did not know that. Okay. Yeah, we just had these carpets cleaned because we bought them from Lowe's and part of, like, your warranty is you have to get them cleaned every two years. Or, excuse me, every year you have to get it clean. And I was like, no problem. We called up Hagopian. They came out and like, hey, do you want the uh, Scotch Garden? We're like, yeah, of course we have a baby. The next day, I'm holding my daughter and she lets it rip. <laughs> and there is a pile of diarrhea on the floor. Oh, no. And I was unreasonably angry just because we had just, just gotten had it, it done. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't angry at her. It's like, damn, oh, come on. I was, yeah, like I wasn't angry at my daughter. She's for, a baby. She because she's a baby and she can't help what happens. But it was just like. He was like, come on, universe. <laughs> no, that's, th- dude, you know me. I get mad at the dumbest things because it's like the universe did this just to make me angry. <laughs> uh, but my wife was there and then she was doubled over laughing and she's like, stop. I can't <laughs> control myself. <laughs> I'll cut that part. Up. Hear that. Um, so, yeah, it was crazy. It was, it was like, ah. Uh, 
And, you know, the, the guy was like, if there's any problems, just half water, half vinegar, it'll pick it right up. And it did-ish. And now it, it like you can't even see it, but it was like... I'll send you a text message with a picture of this carpet cleaner that I found that I don't know how it works. I'm afraid to look at how it works because I feel like it's doing horribly irre- irreversible things to the atmosphere. But this thing works. I have put ketchup and wine on a rug on purpose just to see if this thing would work. And you just you squeeze it. It squirts a little bit of whatever on it. You leave it for a minute. You dab it with paper towel. Nothing. Nothing. I've yet to find a substance that will stain a carpet and not be able to be removed by this. By this, uh, it's called Spot Shot. Oh, I've heard of Spot yeah, Shot. It's space age technology. If NASA's given us one thing, it's Spot Shot. <laughs> God bless you, Spot Shot. God bless. Um, this podcast brought to you by Spot, spot Shot. Spot Shot. Spot Shot. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm into trifold diapers um, because we have all-in-one diapers. Are you saying trifold or trifold? Trifold. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. like the like the hat. Yes, got it. Like um, you Not get like a, a like an English trifle. Crite. 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 <laughs> the language we've agreed to speak, I can't even. <laughs> um, so, uh, like, we have these diapers called all-in-ones. Where the pads are built into the diaper, okay, and everything, so like it, it, it basically will take them from kind of like almost where she is right now, but trifold diapers are usually a little bit smaller, and we had to buy a bigger one because she her legs are too tiny for the all in ones, so it just creates huge gaps. Uh, and this is like gaps in babies and diapers. Put your Scotch guard to work. Yeah, I got to put. You need some spot shot. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, th- those are great. My wife is great. Uh, my mom is excellent. Um, big ups to, oh, if we haven't talked about it on this show in a while, we need to talk about it again. My neighbors are dead. The podcast. Yes. fantastic. Um, love that podcast. show. Love those guys. Um, our heart goes out to, uh, Adam and Nate because they went to LA and they recorded a bunch of episodes like Brooks Whelan did an episode with them. My old friend that I haven't talked to in forever, John Hartman, did an episode. The guy who is playing Jason Voorhees in the next movie did an episode with yeah. them. The um, Oh, let me find it. Let me find it. I, I want to get this right because it's crazy. Oh, Janet Varney did an episode with them. Patrick Hamilton from Kill by Kill did an episode with them. Uh, my friend Brett Gannell out there did an episode with them. And their recorder deleted all of them. What? It deleted all of them. And they're, they have the card, I think, with a data recovery service. So hopefully they can get it back. But they literally lost seven of the eight episodes that they recorded in L.A. Just because uh, of... Who knows? Oh. I don't know. They don't know. I don't know. None of us know. Oh my! That sucks. That sucks. Like all that time and all that money to go yeah. out there because they're they're from here, like yeah. Chicago and in uh, Detroit area. Yeah. Oh, what a kick in the dick! Uh, so listen to those guys, support those guys. They have a Patreon, um, and I hope they do a Kickstarter to get them back out there yeah. to make it up. And I'll definitely uh, give them a couple bucks for to, sure to help them out. Uh, so, uh, Mike, thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you, you guys. 
Thank you for having me. It was so much fun. Absolute pleasure. We got to ask you, uh, how can people get in contact with you and anything that you would like to plug? Uh, Well, I would like to plug, uh, guess who's coming to Puppet Street? Closing night, uh, May 31st at 9 p.m. And I am, uh, I believe, Raul Mags on Instagram and uh, Mike Magar on Facebook. And uh, Dracula's waiting on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Matt is, I am at Karate Dracula. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm at Matt Noss. You can find our show at MattersPod on Twitter and MattersPod on Facebook. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Matters. The Strain. Oh, God, you got to tell me why you're laughing. It was a good try. It was a a solid try. try.